0: Contemplations Before Chanting The Sangha is invited to come back to our breathing so that our collective energy of mindfulness will bring us together as an organism going as a river with no more separation. Let the whole Sangha breathe as one body, chant as one body, listen as one body and transcend the boundaries of a delusive self Liberating from the superiority complex, the inferiority complex, and the equality complex.
1: Dear Sangha, today is the 12th of December in the year 2013. We are in the Stillwater Meditation Hall of the Upper Hamlet, Plum Village, in 2013-2014. Whenever we hear the sound of the bell, this becomes a habit energy. We stop thinking and begin to concentrate on the breathing. Pay attention to the breathing. And we breathe in gently and concentrate on the in-breath. And when we breathe out, we do the same. We breathe out gently and we pay attention to our out-breath. This is this is easy easy to do simple but it can it can be very important because if everybody in the meditation hall stops the thinking and breathe together in and out then automatically something happens the thing that happens is that we are no longer individual, individuals, separate individuals, but we are a collective, a sangha. We don't act like a separate body, but we are act as if we are a community. This is what we call on face. This is what we call on face. There's a phenomenon that's called, um, um, on, f- on phrase, synchronization. We are not completely, we do not operate as individuals, but we are, operate as a, as a Sangha, as a collective. And so a new energy is generated. And it's a powerful uh, than when we are breathed by ourselves or walk by ourselves. And this energy is collective energy, and it has the power to heal. And it's it's a it's powerful. Um, It's it's so much more powerful than the power than the the individual energy. And before we chant, we read, we ask the sangha to breathe as one body, not not as many body, but one body. And chant as one body, and breathe as one body, and listen as one body, so that we can transcend the superiority complex, inferiority complex, equality complex. And if we can do it, If we can breathe together as one body, chant as one body, and listen as one body, then we can eliminate our individual self and, and go in, in phase. And so the, the energy can be uh, thousands uh, fold uh, stronger. There's a synchronization. Everybody breathes as one body. That's called synchronization. Um, our our nerves, our nervous system works like that. In our in our nervous system, there are millions of cells. and And when our nerve cells work together, they work in in, in synchronization. There's there's no um, no cell who heads the work. The cells always work together um, very often. And when they come together, they create a, a mental formation called uh, contact, attention, feeling, uh, perception and volition, and this is called uh, synchronization. And so, when they go in a state of phase, phase, uh, they create that energy. And when, when the weather is above zero, we have water. And in water, there are photons um, that function as uh, separate, separate to selves. They, they move around like separate cells, separate photons. But when something is stimulated, for example, the cold, when it's cold under degree zero or, or minus three, then then this uh, water, the photons, uh, they go in phase. And they become one block of ice. And this, this separates them. Um, they're separate, and then they become one, and this is called synchronization. This is called a going in phase. And when we create a laser, a laser beam is the same thing. It's a laser beam is a powerful beam of light, and it's used in medical as well as other uh, other technology to create to create a laser beam it's using the same method which means that the the photons they, they they're they're coming from the 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 neutrons because every neutron has a cell in the middle and that this cell the photons the the photons um, circulate in circulate around it, and when there's a when there's a stimulation, these photons go into its face, and it creates um, it creates a photon, and so they this, they make laser beam. They make a beam. They make a a tube, and in the tube they they store the gas. It's it's kind of it's contained uh, uh, neutrons of uh, of air, and on the two sides of of the tube has a glass, so that they can see what's happening in the tube, and they put in um, electricity, and the the electricity that goes in it stimulates it, stimulates the the neutrons in it. And so the the neutrons in in the in the tube were stimulated, and it generates um, photons, like like light, light, um, like drops of light, like seeds of light, bits of light, and that and when they and so they reflect in the the mirror on the other side, on two sides of the the tube and it and from that reflection that they create more, they increase the photons. And when they and when it, so it goes, comes to a point where the, the energy is so strong that they go into phase and they're no longer functioning as um, individual photons, but they go together as a community. And so the laser beam is so powerful. So when it's so powerful, then it goes outside of that too. There's a glass, a semi-transparent glass, where the tear, the the laser beam can go outside of it, and it's used in medical um, to for to break kidney stones or to help us to read uh, CDs or DVD. And so, and so science <laughs> that helps to the the photons to come together are not as individual photons, but as a community. And so the energy is very powerful. And so when we practice, we have to keep that in mind, that when we sit together and breathe, when we hear the sound of the bell, the bell, sound of the bell is a stimulation that helps us uh, to stop thinking. And we begin to pay attention to our breathing. And when we breathe, then we let go of our individual self, and we participate in a in a community. And and we enter enter the state of faith, and when we breathe like that, and the pa- the energy can be very powerful. And you can see that when when we hear the sound of the bell, and everyone stops to breathe, then we. Then the energy of mindfulness and concentration is very powerful. This has never happened out in the supermarket. When we allow our body to open up and allow the energy of mindfulness and concentration to enter to us, then the healing can be hap- can happen easily. It's the same thing with our mind. Uh, we have a um, frustration. If we can open our mind and allow the energy of mindfulness and concentration to come in, it can, help us, it can heal us. And so when we practice as a community, it can bring um, a, a such power result. And so during walking meditation, if we walk together, and if everyone concentrate on their steps, then the 500 people in the community can generate very powerful energy and that everyone walking uh, in that group will will benefit uh, and will be healed from the, with that energy. So in Vietnam they have a saying that if uh, eating rice, you eat, you, you, you eat with soup, and that practice, you have to practice in a community. And so we practice as a community, we go in phase. we have the synchronization, can help us to heal our body and heal our mind. And now that we, when, we, when we go up when we go up to chant, we read this verse that we, that we breathe as a body as one body. In other words, we let go of our individual self so that we can, we can be um, synchronized with everyone else to be one body. To chant as one body, listen as one body. That is the practice, and that if the practice, the chanter, that the people chant, the people listen, then we can go in phase, and we can create powerful energy that can help us to, to heal, um, to heal our body and our mind easily. There are, men, there are cells that needs this or that, that demands this or that. Uh, so the cells voice themselves of what they need. And the mental formations are like that. We want to rest, but we also want to work. There are conflicting needs like that. So in our body, there are many different um, needs. And so if we know how to sit down and use the gathas and concentrate on our breathing and breathe according to the gatha, then we invite invite all the cells to, to do it with us, to be with us. And so all breathe together and chant together. And so there is synchronization in our body as well. This is when we are by ourselves that we can do, do that we can invite all the selves you know about to go in phase. And it's 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 due to it's thing to mindfulness and concentration and it can help us to heal. Uh, in the past there's the um, scientist Einstein that uh, found out this um, this this and then there was David Bohm, and so both of them had written an article about this. But um, they, they they sent it for publication, but the, the the article was not accepted. And so Bo sent this article to Einstein, and Einstein found a way to publish it in a, in a scientist magazine, and. Um they said that when so, so when the photons come together they go in phase and they create what we call jigto jigto jigdoo I don't know is um it, it, they go in phase when all the cells work together in synchronization. It's as if all the cells are singing the same song. This is, it's called Bo and Einstein. Condensate, condensate. Chikto is condensation. So uh, these two people guessed uh, that this phenomenon will happen. And so this, uh, this phenomenon is called chik tu. Chik tù. Synchronis- um Bose and Einstein's con- con- condensate. is condensate and later there are three other scientists who did who replicate the same research they use stimulation to help the photons to come together and they go in phase and they act like like one body like um, it's as if they're singing, They think in unison, and so this scientist had uh, had a Nobel Prize uh, for for this research because they found they found uh, a ball and Einstein condensate, and that is. The photons come together as a community, and they sing together uh, in unison, and not as separate selves. And so, if we practice according to this, in other words, we go into face, and we leave behind we leave behind our individual self, and we become and we synchronize. Um, we go into synchronization, and we can create the energy of mindfulness, concentration, and insight. That becomes very powerful energy that can help healing easily, and that we need to we want we want to benefit from this collective energy. And so later on, when we come up, when we are about to come up to chant. And one person to one person read that verse, we need to practice it and not to do it like in just the form. Um, we chant as one body, we listen as one body, so that we can transcend the complexity of superiority, inferiority and equality. That's the teaching of the Buddha. We have the habit energy of dividing reality into into two two, um, sides, two parties. One party, one side, is called wholesome or goodness. The other side is unwholesome, or or bad, opposite of good over the well-being and um, the non-well-being <laughs> <laughs> and of course we want to go to the wholesome side the side of goodness well-being and we and so we 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 said buddha is in this side god is in this side over the other side there's no one So, enlightenment on this side. And on the other side is uh, ignorance. Um, um, Right, the rightness and wrong. Then, happiness on this this side, wholesome side, and suffering. Beautiful on the side of goodness, and ugly, of course, on the side of uh, of unwholesomeness. Pure purity, uh, impure. So we divide them into two sides like that. And we want to stand on the side of goodness. And we want to pull people to this side. We want God to be on this side, Buddha to be on this side, Nirvana to be on this good side. And over there is birth and death. Nirvana is uh, over here. Nirvana on the other side is uh, birth and death. And over this side, we want things to be permanent. Things we want uh, permanence to go to this side. We wish something, uh, something that's always permanent. Just uh, God is—it's uh, permanent. So we need. We need God, and over on this side is impermanence. we don't like impermanence we we want we want um, happiness lack we want over this over this side is suffering on this side. On the side of goodness, we want um, to have a self, a permanent self. And on the other side, it's non self. We have the purity, we want purity. There's, it's already there, and over on this side, we have the impure impurity. We impurity. That's 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 our usual uh, needs, and we know that in Mahayana Buddhism. There's a sutra called uh, the Great Nirvana. And in that sutra, there are four characteristics of nirvana. That's permanent, happiness, self, and and permanence. That nirvana is something that uh, is permanent, that's joyful, uh, that's happy, that has a self, and that's always pure and that's what we want nirvana to be. And Meanwhile, in the, um, the, the teachings um, rooted back in the time of the Buddha, Buddha, the Buddha said that these four elements are called wrong view. Tứ điên đảo, for uh, upside-down f- upside view. Four views that are upside down: uh, things are their nature are imp- impermanent, suffering, non-self, and impure. But we say that they're permanent, uh, happiness, a self, or impurity, purity. So those are the four upside down. So there are sutras. So confirm the Mahayana. Sutras that confirm that Nirvana is something that's permanent, that's, that's pure that has a self and and there's happy and that and that if Nirvana is' permanent or has self or it's pure or it's happy, why would we want to seek nirvana? why would we want to why do we want to go to nirvana? If it's permanent, if it's not permanent, if it's not pure, but in the uh, the original teachings of the Buddha, the Buddha said it really clearly that reality is impermanent reality is there's a lot of there's suffering in reality, there is no self in reality there is. There is impurity. And so, going to Nirvana to look for for permanence, uh, these four things. And leave aside those four opposite things, which are imp- impermanent, suffering, non-self, and impurity. Then it's it, it's it's an it's becomes uh, dualistic. But when we look deeply, we see that if there's no if there's no impurity, then we cannot see the purity. If there is, if we want. Permanence Then, then we have to see that there is. It is also impermanence. If we want a self, we want. We have to see that there is a non-self. And so, this is called um, tương đai. Tương đai means um, um, things are waiting for for one another to to manifest. Things are pairing. Hote, mutuality. Hote means mutuality. Thing um, The die is uh, re, 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 um, reciprocity. That if we have this, then we will have that. If we have, if we don't have left, then we don't have right. If we don't have the top, then we have the bottom. And that's the truth. The truth is that if we have this, and then we have the other. If we don't have these four elements, then we wouldn't have for the other elements. And if we are just looking for the four elements, in if then we look, then we don't see the the interbeing between the two. So if there's no lotus, there's no f- no. F- uh, if there's no mud, there's no lotus. If there's no impurity of the mud, then there's no purity of the lotus. There, if there's no suffering, then there's no way we can then, then there's no way we can look deeply into the suffering to generate happiness to generate the uh, understanding and love. And it's the understanding enough that get, make us happy. And so there's a relationship between suffering and happiness. And, and we are so naive to say that we just want the lotus and we don't want the mud. We just want the happiness and we don't want the suffering. And this is, this is a very naive uh, view. I just want the Goodness, I don't want the the bad badness. That it is only when we see look into the bad that we see the good. And that when we look deeply into the, the bad the the igno- when we look into ignorance that we see clearly that insight is is important because it helps us to suffer less when we see into the wrong and we have an idea of what the right is. And so that's the way, so, so this is the way uh, normal people think. And when we talk about God, we said God is the, is the goodness. My God and my goodness are the same thing. Oh my God! Oh my goodness! They're the same thing. We say God. God is love. In other words, we we bring God to this side, the side of goodness. Who will take care of the other side? Who will take care of the other side? That is. That is not correct. If God is just taking care of the goodness and not the other side, the badness, and so these are issues—very basic issues. Nirvana is the same thing. If we say nirvana is permanent, it's happiness, it's it's permanent, it's a self or it's pure, pure, then we turn away from the suffering and it's and the ancestor teachers taught us that nirvana is can be found right in birth and death and that if we r- run away from birth and death it's like wanting to grow lotus but not using mud the truth is like that and so this the same is true with the good goodness and badness God is on the side of goodness, the purity, then who will take care of the other side? It can be for satan, Sat, omara, to rain, to reign this, this realm. So that's a very dualistic view. And we, it's so true that we want God to be on our side, nirvana to be on our side. And so these are very, very uh, realistic questions, real questions. And so the issues of of of, um, of um, badness is an issues. So in the past, in in China as well as in Vietnam, when when young boys go to school, and the first textbook that they learned is. Stam It teaches it teaches um lao to lao to tam And all other boys will need to study by heart the sutra this this stam this textbook. I memorize it by heart. (laughs) Don't tell me to translate this. (laughs) And that they memorize it by heart. The boys have to memorize them by heart. And so, uh, Confucian um, say that when when we are born into the world that our nature is goodness, and when we play with with the bad friends that we are affected by by them, and so originally our nature is goodness, and so that is the the perspective of of uh, Confucian confucius then good good nature. So at the beginning, originally, when people are born, uh, their nature is is good. So this is so the boys when they went to school, this is the first six words that they learned. But now in our twentieth century. There's a Buddhist studies, whose name is Dương Dai who teaches um, um manifestation only. And he he also published a book called um a published a book called Um Thirty tam three words, a sutra with three words on unconsciousness because it's all three words taken so learning manifestation only in a, um in a, in a verse of three words three words so thai also learned learned uh, manifestation only in that way when he was a novice and and monks and nuns in the past also learned it uh, like that. And so the manifestation teaching manifestation only um by um by a lay, f- a lay practitioner, his name's Dai V It begins like this new teacher originally Human nature is um, is neutral, is indeterminate, indeterminate, because according to manifestation only, our alaya is neither good nor bad, neither wholesome nor unwholesome, and that its its nature is indeterminate, and that and that our our nature is indeterminate, not. Good or bad, Avyakita in Sanskrit, and this is this is the nature of uh, alaya store consciousness. Why? Because the ancestral teacher thinks that alaya has to be indeterminate; it's neither wholesome nor unwholesome. And that's how we can we can plant either the seed of goodness or or un goodness uh wholesome or unwholesome in it. Just like tea. It's neutral. That's how we can we can um put it together with lotus flower or jasmine and permeate it. So the, the and so the object of, of permeation, it has to be neutral for it to be permeated. For example, a piece of white fabric, if it, it, it has to be white. If we want to dye it into red or black or blue, if it's already red, then it's hard for us to dye into other color. And so the subject of, of permeation has to be indeterminate, it has to be neutral. And so alaya is indeterminate. So in Buddhism we say that um, the human nature is, is indeterminate, and so re- and reality nature is indeterminate. It's neutral. It's neither gra- wholesome or unwholesome. And reality nature, according to, uh, to Christianity is at the work of, of uh, creation of God. Why is, if God is goodness, then why are there bad, badness in the world? And so this is a big issue for the uh, theologians. When we look into nature, we see there are things that are that make that make us shock. Just like it's as if there's no love in it. We look we look into the, a book on nature. We see uh, we see a lot of um, we can see a lot of. We can be really painful because animals are eating one another. There are natural disasters and suffering that happen on the face of the earth, and and in the in Christianity, um, people also question sometimes question uh, question why why creates why God is a is is goodness um, creates such suffering. For example, if there's a tsunami with a lot of people dying, and even little children who were just born into three, three, four months who died in in tsunami. And so this is a big question for theologians. Why is God, um, is kind and good, can can allow such evil to happen? Why does God allow the, the evil to take place? and so this is this is a big frustration for theologians and philosophers and I remember when there was a tsunami with so many people who died and um and the theologian were asked why why did God allow that to happen such such big suffering to happen?" And one famous theologian in Germany, uh, Hans Kohl, he asked. He he answered, only silence can answer this question. Um, we don't know why he answered like this. Uh, uh, answering in this way is as if is as if not answering at all. And back then, I was also interviewed by journalists and I I gave them an answer. I said, when we look into nature, into reality, and we see non-self, then we can find an answer. Life is like that. Life is impermanent. Life is, nature is neither good or bad. It's neither love nor hate. In nature, and there are things like that. But if we look deeply, we see that those people who died are really ourselves, us as well. And that when they die, we are dying too. That little baby or that old woman, or that young man, that young woman, when they died, it's also us who are dying. We die together with them. Because we don't have a separate self. We are the same humanity. We are the same humanity, so when they die, we die. But we're we're here, and that we're here, still living, it means that they are still living. And so we have to live in a way that can help us to live as well. And that was Thay's answer. And in Iching Iching there's a it's a Iching um it's a very deep philosophical text uh, a book that was written by Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu Lao Tzu was the author. <laughs> that um that in humans Thiên địa bức nhân. Thiên địa bức nhân min. Thiên sky, dear is the earth. Bức nhân. Are not good to allow something to allow such suffering to happen. The earth and sky on un- on un- are not good are evil. That's why it allows it allows such suffering to happen. It, so, in other words, it couldn't. It does not find the answer. So, when uh, when um, Victor Hugo lost his uh, daughter, he also asked the question. He asked, "Why did God uh, create uh, broke broke my heart in such a way?" how come my daughter, who we just grew up um, as a young person, um, who did not do anything bad, uh, who died? And so he wrote a poem, and he was suffering so much, he withdrew to his village, native village. And he said, Dear God, I come here to pray to you. I bring you to I bring my heart to you, my heart that you have crushed. I don't understand why you can do that to me. I bring you God my heart my heart that is crushed to pieces it's you who crushed it to pieces I see that only you God who knows um, who knows what you do and for us we don't see it we only see one side, the other side is sink in darkness. I don't understand why it is like that. And so suffering is a big issue. Natural disaster is a big issue. It's as if we see that there is unfairness, there is cruelty. So, therefore, in Buddhism, we say that nature, alaya, it's neither wholesome nor unwholesome. It's indeterminate, it's goodness or uh, or evil or wholesome or unheas- uh, unwholesome is. It's created by our, our head and not not by nature, because in nature, it's neither pure nor impure. So there are two. Two notions. And so now in scientists, they said that the origin of the cosmos is the the field of force, the field of force. This is it is like the functions of, of uh of the seeds that we learned in Maha in manifestation only, that we can't see them, but when they are in enough condition they manifest themselves. Just like just like a box of match. It's when we look at a box of match, we see that there's a fire. We know that there's a fire, but we don't see a fire, a flame. We know there's a flame, but we don't see the flame. So the attendant forgot to bring Thai's box of match. <laughs> and I said, it's okay. We don't see the flame but we know the flame is hidden somewhere there it's in its it's dormant it's in it's in its function it's in its uh, it's it's latent for latent f- um. see we don't see the, the flame that the flame is, is in its form of a seed So so when we talk about seed don't don't imagine it as like a, a seed like a, so the seed is potentials that are hidden somewhere there and when Sufficient the in conditions are sufficient. They manifest themselves, and so when we don't see a flame, but we know that it's a potential that's hidden somewhere there, and when there are enough conditions, the flame will manifest itself. And so the flame is the manifestation, and the 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 function is is the potential, the seeds. So seed are not like a a like seed, but they're potential. So now they called it force, a field of force, a force field. And therefore, when we... When we learned... The third characteristic of a seed, we asked... Do you remember that the first remember that the first characteristic of a seed is that it's it's changing in every split of a second. That there is birth and death uh, in every split in in the smallest unit of a second, which means it's impermanent. And the second is guako hu, hu. That mean that they always um the the seed and and it's the the fruit always manifest together and the third one is that it's changing changing continuously in a series. And the fourth stagnant um nature um determinant nature. Its nature remains uh, the same. And so the fourth one is its issues. Tan means nature. Tan means nature, it's either wholesome or unwholesome or neutral. Used to think that the seeds in the alaya, there are good seeds, bad seeds, kushala, and ne- and neutral. And these seeds—it's there. It's been there from the beginningless time. From the begin, from the beginningless time, from the non-beginning. Because in Buddhism we don't uh, accept the view of a beginning, so we say the non-beginning. So the seed of wholesome and wholesome are they? Are they seeds, innate seeds? If there are seeds of wholesome and unwholesome from the very beginning, then alaya cannot be called indeterminate. We learn uh, this manifestation only many times if we ask this question. Why is alaya indeterminate? that it has, that it contains seeds of wholesome and unwholesome in it. And especially if these seeds, these seeds are innate. And if they are good or bad, wholesome or unwholesome, how can they go together with alaya? Because alaya is both, uh, because alaya is both, uh, it's it's the capacity to maintain maintained, to preserve, but it's also it's it's the object that it's being maintained. And so why is alaya wholesome and unwholesome? So we cannot say that alaya is indeterminate. This is one of the big issues in manifestation only teachings, and that we need to help to resolve it. And that quickly means that if it's good, then it's always good. If it's bad, then it's always bad. If it's if it's and that if it's good or bad, then how can it um, how can, how can it how can it be uh, one with alaya? Because the nature of alaya is indeterminate. So this is a big. Uh, big issues a big question and in Plum Village we have an answer to this question and we we think that we need to we need to change the fourth the characteristics of a seed into something else. For example, okay. tương đại, tương đại, y um, tha, that means that wait, waiting for Waiting for each other to manifest uh, or eta means one is in the other dai means that if it is good, if it is wholesome, then it is then it's within a pair of goodness and 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 evil, so the goodness is made of the evil and itha it means uh, interdependent co-arising because later on we learned that the nature of in, interdependent co-arising means that everything depends on other thing to manifest and so the same thing with wholesome and unwholesome good or bad that it the good is made of non um, non good element so but the word "huga organic, is a very good word. So we can use the, the word tanuku, the nature of, of organic. So uh, good or bad, wholesome or unwholesome has a na- its nature of organic nature, just like a flower or trash or compost. Oh, the flower is impermanent. That's why it becomes a compost, and the compost is impermanent. That's why it becomes a a flower. So it doesn't have a um, it doesn't have like a a determinant uh, nature. But its nature is organic, just like love and hate. At the beginning, we love so much. We love to the point where we think that if that person is not there, we die. But we don't know how to nourish our love. And so after we live together half a year or a year, we, we get angry at one another, and our unskillfulness make our love become something else, becomes anger, hatred, despair. And so love is organic. Love becomes hate. And so that love is organic. But hate is also organic. If we know how to use hate, then we we can change it into love. Just like lotus flower. It's, It's organic, so it becomes mud and so we we make, we use mud and turn it into a flower again because it has the nature of organic and so the nature of wholesome or unwholesome has the nature organic nature and so because and so therefore it can rely on alaya, it can depend in, it can depend on alaya because because of its because its nature is organic so it can Rely on and depend on alaya, whose nature is indeterminate. If not, we can have a headache with it, and we can't sleep with these issues. Why is alaya is indeterminate, and it it contains wholesome and unwholesome, good and bad in it? When it's when it's wholesome, we recognize it as wholesome, though we don't confuse it with with unwholesome. That's true, but wholesome or unwholesome, they're impermanent. They have the nat- organic nature, and so if we don't know how to take care of them, the wholesome can can um, can become unwholesome. Good can become evil. We don't have any issues with Daichong that. that means um, that that seeds are always waiting for conditions to manifest. That that it's always waiting for sufficient sufficient condition to manifest themselves. And the sixth one is Yung tu qua that. Um, that the seed always produce its own its kind of fruits, so so if the seed is is, is dies and it doesn't lead to its fruit, and the seventh, uh, its inter its uh, individual and collective manifestation. Eight. The seeds, when they manifest, it has it has either individually or collectively, and the ages is and interpenetration that one thing is in the other thing, and these nat- these characteristics, they go together with the organic uh, the nature of. Organic nature, it goes perfectly with the nature, the organic nature. Or it goes together perfectly with um, with the nature of um, Itha, relying on other things to manifest. 9 They're neither new, they're neither old, neither new nor old. means that there's um, no no increasing no decreasing and the tenth they're neither pure nor impure neither defile nor immaculate in manifestation only teachings there's a term Vasana habit energies, Uh, permeation, permeation, and that uh, thanks to the the work of permeating, permeation, that the the seeds of goodness grow, and the seeds of of, unwholesomeness decreases, uh, weakens. That's the work, the practice of, of the practice of um, a permeation, the practice of watering. And so if we don't if we if so if we water the flower, the our flowers will grow and we feel as if things are increasing and decreasing. We feel as if they're new things and old. And so the term the, the the idea of new or old or or decreasing, or increasing, they go together. But when we look deeply, we see clearly that there is only a transformation. That in reality, there's no increasing, no decreasing. And in a a scientist's uh, um, studies, they bring many Many uh, chemistry <laughs> elements together and they mix them together and when these elements come together, there's a chemistry reaction and maybe there's one element that's destroyed and and there's maybe there's another element that put that is produced from the reaction, but when we but we look if we look deeply that that new thing or old thing or that increasing or decreasing it's only on the surface because then the neutrons that's created that are created are just they're the same they're the same the same number of neutrons there's n- it's not, they're not increased or decreased. And that's from a, a, a chemistry reaction, chemical reaction. But from this perspective, it's the same thing. That while we feel that while we practice, the wholesome quality increases, our happiness increases, and that our suffering decreases, or the unwholesome qualities in us decreases, but thanks to one thing that is decreasing, that there is something that increases. The, the thing that is increasing, because it's it's impermanent. It's impermanent, so it can decrease, and the other, the other quality can increase. So the practice, in the practice, we have to we have to be diligent, we have to be uh, continuous and regular, so that the wholesome qualities can grow. And that the, seed, the unwholesome qualities can be uh, can be moderate, can be, and that as farmers' needs is to have a lot of uh, uh, grains, rice, and so every year we grow rice, we grow greens. But these grains of the wheat rains when we eat them, they become compost, they become trash again. And so there's really nothing, it's increasing or decreasing, there's nothing new or old, it goes in a cycle. When it goes in a cycle, there's nothing new, nothing old or or increasing or decreasing, although on the surface it seems like there is increasing and decreasing, new and old. For example, the clouds and the rain we have a feeling that there are just too much clouds or too much rain, but at the end, the 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 H two O are the same. The quantity of H two O are the same. They just transforming from one form to another. Sometimes there are more of this quality element than the other element, but that is standing from the 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 surface. So there's really nothing that's new or nothing that's old, nothing increasing or decreasing, and so in the Heart Sutra we say that things are um, impure, pure, and impure; n- neither defile or immaculate, neither pure nor impure. And so, and so in in quantum physics, uh, it's like that. We say that we cannot in. Eliminate matter, nor, nor energy. That's the first, um, the first uh, law of uh, thermodynamic. And so, when we look deeply, with what we think, increasing, and decreasing, are really not increasing nor decreasing, because it's only our needs that we we make it increasing or decreasing and that it's impermanent, so that's why we have to continue to make it increasing or decreasing. And if we want to understand this, this teaching of new and old, we we think of the the, the example of clouds or snow or rain sometimes we think there's just too much of one thing, but that's standing on the surface to look but but the the quality the quantity of of each two are the same and so this is and another example is to plant and to sow and plant seeds of rice. That we are g- increasing the growth of rice, we're not actually. We're actually increasing because the rice, the rice that we grow becomes a thing the non-rice element. It becomes the, the the compost, so that it can be used again to to plant rice. And so when we look at this neat, this this characteristic of new and old. so it's really coming from the practice of using elements that are not wholesome in order to produce something that's wholesome and that and that if we don't know how to practice this wholesome quality becomes unwholesome quality and so so in other words they just go in a cycle and really there's nothing new or old and now um, the issues of no purity or impurity, no defile, no immaculate. It's a big issue. It's in manifestation school only. That phenomena are divided into two characteristics, two sides. One side is called hulao. A hulao means leaking, and the other side is lao It's non-leaking. Leaking means it's impure. Non-leaking means it's whole. It's pure. Ashvara is one side. Hulao, Anashwana, Volau. Hulao, Hulao, Avashra, Avasha, Avar Ashwara. Volau. Anasvara, hulao, leaking, hulao non leaking, and in manifestation only teachings we say that the seeds that are uh, leaking, that are hulao, that are unwholesome.
0: <coughs>
1: the seeds that are unwholesome, that are leaking there are three uh, three nature. They're either wholesome, unwholesome and neutral. And sentient beings are people who are not enlightened. They allow these three nature, three, three, three kind of seeds always planted in ourselves, and we go in a cycle, in a circle, in in the three three realms with these three kinds of of uh, three nature. And even though we have happiness sometimes, but the suffering is just. Um, uh, it it goes on and on and that's what it means hulao for example we offer some money to to make a bell or we sign a check for a charity program And that we think if we do this, we get a lot of merit. We do get merit, but this merit is coming from um, the perspective of hulao, leaking. Even though it's merit, it's happiness, but it's hulao, it's leaking. And that if we, we see people suffer and we help them without wanting to get any merit, then that's full law, non-leaking. <coughs> and so in our alaya, there are seeds that are non-leaking. Uh, apart from the le- seeds that are leaking, there are seeds that are non-leaking and that the seeds that are non-leaking that help us to become an enlightened person, an arahat, and a-, a Buddha. And so apart from the seeds that are leaking, there are seeds that are non-leaking and the seeds that are non-leaking There's. it's neither it's neither uh, wholesome nor unwholesome or neutral, it is just wholesome, the non-lichen, and so that's an issue. That's a that's that's the question in in Allah, in manifestation only. That if it is uh, wholesome, then how can it go along with alaya, whose nature is indeterminate? And that the seeds of uh, of, of uh, non-leaking, is it organic? Is it organic nature? Or is it um, nature that is determined? Determined. So that's the big issues in manifestation only school, uh, only teachings that we need to, to help to resolve. In Thanh Duy there are a few there are few lines that help to to unresolve, to resolve this, to unravel this issue. But it's not strong enough to really convince us. They're not good enough to convince us. They try to convince us by saying that the seeds, the unwholesome seeds, the, the wholesome seeds, even though it relies on, on uh, alaya, store consciousness, but it is not a part of alaya. They say it like that. This is what they say. The seeds of uh, non-leaking in the Alaya, that the seeds of non-leaking, wholesome seeds, they are not in the manipulation of of uh, maturation. That its, its seed is wholesome, but it's uh, its fruit is also wholesome. They say it like that. And this this um, this line uh, makes people all question a lot. Oh the all the are the wholesome seeds, are the seeds that are non leaking. In other words, the wholesome seeds. Finito. This uh, this this line creates a lot of problem. Um, It's um, that the seeds are the wholesome seeds are not embraced in the alaya. Because it is not embraced in the alaya, its its uh, its f- seeds and the cause and effect, this f- seeds and re- fruits are um, yeah, are wholesome, so they are called um, wholesome. The issues is that if it is wholesome, then how can it, how can it, um, um, how can it be in in, um, in Alaya? Because Alaya, because Alaya uh, has all kinds of seeds, and that seeds, seed, uh, a wholesome seed is also a seed. And how can it, So how can Alaya, whose nature is interminent, can um, embrace, um, can go along with the seeds that are just wholesome? <laughs> and so the first answer is, <laughs> the, uh, and a question is that if we say this, how come In manifestation only teachings, we say that the twenty-two organs are seeds in the alaya. And now you say that the seeds of of wholesome is not in the uh, in the alaya. It's not embraced in the alaya. Because in Yuya Sastra, Yoga Sastra, they talk about the twenty-two organs, Indria, twenty-two organs. There are the six sense organs. The eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, body and mind. Six organs. Three other organs. It's called... mm, um, (laughs) Okay. Um, Masculine... Feminine and man man. I don't know what man is
0: <coughs>
1: Nam the five feelings five five feelings, uh, suffering, happiness, joy, anxiety and equanimity. (laughs) The five feelings. (laughs) U is anxiety. (laughs) And there are five other organs. It's faith, diligence, mindfulness, concentration, insight. And the last of the three organs, it's a it falls in the non non li, uh, non leaking, um, the wholesome qualities, shanti dhamti, vijit dhamti. Are things that we don't know, dunji uh, Are things that we don't know, we will know. Things that we haven't seen, we will see. The things that we have have not enlightened, we will be enlightened. So these are called the the the, um, the unmanifested. The second is the Yiji, things that we know. And the third is that we know complete guji are the three organs that are from the Gorya Chara Bhumi Sastra. Yoga Bhumi Sastra. That they talk about these 22 uh, organs. And that all these 22 organs are in, um, are maintained in the alaya. And now you say that, that the, the three, the last three organs, which are the non-lickings, uh, they're not in the, are not in the alaya, then you are going against disaster. And the answer it has a name a name that it relies on the alaya but it is not truly uh, indeterminate because it leans on alaya it has so it it's but it's not actually alaya and Because these seeds, these non-leaking seeds, they've been um, permeated, they've been uh, planted, and so they are called, uh, they're part of the Alaya, but they're not really, they're not really um, in the Alaya. I don't know if you understand, (laughs) but the truth is that these seeds, the non leaking seeds are, are are watered are planted that they they they, be, they become they are because they're watered and that they that they're not seeds that are innate, but it's through the practice that you get, for example, when they come and listen to the Buddha's teaching, the Buddha teaching and things you teaching the teachings that the seeds of non-liki are planted are, are planted in our alaya, a store consciousness and that after hearing it many times, these seeds are ripened and they can transform the alaya and so you cannot so we cannot say that it's part of alaya and when they say that it's there, they're stuck because because we say that alaya has all kinds of seeds, but the wholesome, the non leaking seeds are standing outside, especially, and especially if they're they're the wholesome, then they they don't go along with alaya, and so in in manifestation, only teachings. There's some blocks, or some obstacles, some um, that that we need to help to to break through, and so its nature is. Pure nor impure, and that uh, purity or impurity, impurity, they have the nature of uh, organic nature, uh, which means to say that nim, which is, and so, and so, the, the nature of purity or impurity that it stays as it is that they're not organic that the purity cannot become the purity the impurity impu- the cannot become the impurity and so that's the block that they that they have and so we need to go to a, um, we need to create another characteristic of the seed is that its nature is either its characteristic is either pure nor impure That is. It's pure or impure is due to our, our planting, our, our um, watering. And if we don't understand this completely, <laughs> then we wait until the next time. Uh, Thai will explain more next time. It's not very easy, actually. It's not very difficult, actually. It's the first time we hear this, so it's a, it seems very complicated, but it's not complicated at all. The most important thing that we need to remember to know is that, that uh, store consciousness is like nature. It's nature. It is nature that in its its own its nature it's in, in, indeterminate that it is neither pure nor impure nor suffering or happiness that the issue the things that are hap, the issues of happiness and suffering it's all in our head, and that we rely, we, 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 we rely on that and we create nature and practicing. Is to also. Um, that. No, no, that. And so in the original teachings of the Buddha, the Buddha said really clearly that the highest view, the right view, transcends the notion of uh, being or non being. At which means it also transcends the idea of wholesome and unwholesome purity and impurity. And so to say that nirvana is happiness or not happiness, to say that um, birth or death is uh, happiness or suffering, is like or suffering and happiness are the nature of the nature of nirvana or the nature of of birth and death. But the truth is that nirvana is a, a thing that is no birth, no death, no being, no non being, no suf- no suffering, no, no no suffering, no no happiness. So it's like alaya; it's indeterminate. But when we look, but when we we come in touch with the the realm of birth and death, being and non-being, suffering and and happiness, we go up and down with the waves, with these waves. But when we are able to come in touch with suffering. We can come in touch with no birth, no death, no being and no non-being. We calm down and we have and so we feel we have happiness. So happiness belongs to us. It's not, it's not part of Nirvana. Can you see that? So Tayo repeats himself: when we, when we are on the, this ocean of birth and death and riding on the waves of birth and death, being and non-being, suffering and happiness, we suffer. Right? But when we go deep down and come in touch with the Ram, the world of no being and no non-being, no death, no birth, then we transcend the birth and death being and no being suffering and happiness and then we calm down we we are happy and that is happiness and this this calmness is is, uh, is ours due to our capacity of coming in touch with nirvana so so our happiness is is coming from our practice uh, from a way of looking it's not coming from Nirvana. Is that understandable? And so, our idea, our notion of God, we need to we need to look at it again. If God is on the side of goodness, then God is not the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is is um, is no birth, no death, no no wholesomeness, no, no unwholesomeness, no being and no non being. And that if we can come in touch with the, with it then we can be at peace. That we can transcend the suffering, happiness, the birth and death. And this this peace that we have is is our peace and it's not it's not nirvana. So we cannot say that nirvana is happiness or peaceful. So we need to transcend this notion that happiness is um, is peace and happiness. It's really our experience of peace and happiness from coming in touch by coming in touch with with it. And so this happiness is ours. This happiness comes from a capacity to touch nirvana. And it is not Vijnana itself because Nirvana is the absence of of it, of this, this experience you have, peace.